How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. I uh, hope you're up for a really fun and interesting conversation this week, as always, obviously. Uh, but this week, extra fun, because we're sitting down with Pamela Madsen. Um, one might call her a badgerpreneur. Uh, she's a courageous advocate for women's health and believes in a whole body healing approach. Um, she was once a former fertility advocate who was basically outed for her erotic blogging back in the day and has since been running retreats and circles and, and coaching for women who are pursuing wellness through somatic and sex, sexological body work. Uh, Bridie and I loved this conversation. Pamela is an absolute hoot. And to be frank, she would make for a really fun uh, mom. I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoy this as much as we did. And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing right now, Braddy. I, right now, in my body, I'm not feeling great. Yeah. I've had had like a, I've had a really weird past couple of weeks with like physical health stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fucking chapping my ass. Okay. In all manners of life. Like, you know, professionally, interpersonally, sexually, like I'm just... I just don't feel good in my body. Mm. And I know that today we're going to be speaking with our new friend, Pamela Madsen, who does a lot of somatic work. 
And every time we talk about body and somatics and how those two things can like intertwine and intersect when it comes to, you know, intimacy and love. I always, and mental, I mean, well, I mean, that, that goes without saying, whenever we dive into that subject matter, I feel like it's just, it gives me this, like this little spark to go with Mm. that just opens me up, gets me back to like a place of, of like reset and I'm telling you right now, I need it right now because I'm, I'm, I'm going off. I'm going Pamela. to yeah, that's it. Heal. That's it. I'm coming Heal to you, us. Pamela. This is I'm 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 gonna abuse my power as a podcast host and come to you for some free ass therapy. But before we get into that, Usually before I, I make this about me, Pamela, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here. Please give yourself a nice warm introduction. Give us a little bit of insight. Who is Pamela Madsen? Oh, well, you, you know, first of all. That's almost not fair because it's way too long. Who is like, who am I today? Mm-hmm. Right. right. Like right. who am I in this moment? Yeah. Um, you know, so people want like, bum, bum, bum. Once upon a time I got married at 18. <laughs> oh, wow. 18, 18. I've been married to that guy or with that guy for 40 years. What? Okay. Ooh. So I get a merit badge and so does he. <laughs> Um, for resiliency and being willing to stay and who would have us. So we're, we, I've been in a long-term, um, monogamous, non-monogamous marriage. I have two children, um, that are no longer children. So when you get married really, really young and you have a baby before most people would be done with college, you have the delicious treat of having 30 year old adult male children or female, but mine are boys. Um, while you're still young enough to actually enjoy them. Um, <laughs> my background, it was as a kindergarten teacher, moved into fertility advocacy for, for a good long time and became quite well known in fertility advocacy. I worked with Resolve and founded the American Fertility Association and then decided to have a blog where I explored <laughs> my sexuality when anonymous blogs were right. Yeah. That was back when Jesus was a baby. <laughs> okay. Exciting. And that's when like the sex list of best sex blogs would come out every week. Yeah. And we would scramble to see if we were number one or number two. Now no one gives a poop about any of that. <laughs> and um I happily merrily went along running my organization, sharing with my executive board, having my blog, which was then called The Riverdale Goddess, the very very unusual adventures of a not very ordinary housewife, (laughs) until they basically ousted me for being a sexual deviant. Oh, wow. And and what made me a sexual deviant, you might ask? Not sexual-logical body work or sacred intimacy. But this was two minutes before the publication of Fifty Shades of Grey, which then permissioned all of us to buy our paddles at Walmart. (laughs) I missed that moment. (laughs) (laughs) So banking was no, 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 no. And what was really interesting about that moment in time was that my board was full of Democrats and gay people and liberals and right. all these folks. And chair of my board was gay and um, is gay. And, um, you know, he said to me, Pamela, 
being gay in America is one thing, but you being over the knee of a man getting a spanking is just not socially acceptable. And I said, I said to him, <laughs> and where do you live? Yeah. <laughs> and what part of the country do you live in? Yeah. And so that was that. And I left the organization and um, founded Back to the Body because um, that's what you do, you know, when you're declared, you might as well go. Own it. I, yeah. I wanted Lean to create in. a safe place for women to explore the erotic souls that had nothing to do with their marriages or their partnerships. Because you know what? You can't be each other's healers. Mm. That's not your job. Your job is to be a wife or a husband or a lover or a friend. When we place our partner in the role of sexual healer, well, you know, A, that's not very sexy. Mm. And B, that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to create a space for women where they wouldn't feel shame. They wouldn't necessarily put their relationships at risk. And that's where I am now. I'm mm. sitting in my sitting in my apartment in Riverdale on the Bronx um, 12 years later. <laughs> um, most of my retreats sold out a year in advance. We have a scientific study about what we do. It's the first study of its kind in the U.S. Mm. And I'm actually, my God, I'm respectable. <laughs> wow. So I, it all I comes back that. around. I love to, that. You and, just... And I, yeah, I really, I love like, I love the way you laid it all out from the very beginning and, and to give us that sort of, especially, especially that moment where like it all was revealed and all of a sudden your peers, the people around you, you know, your colleagues have this, have this moment where they see you differently uh, because this is not demure. This is not the, this is not the thing that is expected of a lady uh, in a, you know, in a professional, in a professional field of, you know, whatever. And then so 12 years later, you know, you've been doing Back to the Body. My, before you even said any of that, one of the first things that I wanted to ask you was, what has the, what has the, what has the reception towards the type of work that you do with Back to the Body, how has the reception of that type of work shifted over the last decade? In, in like, you know, culturally. Within well, the United I think, States. I think, within... it, I think it's shifted tremendously. Like, I think if today <laughs> was back when I was still at the American Fertility Association, what happened to me wouldn't have happened to me. Mm. Right. It just right. it just wouldn't have happened to me. Do you think the uh, response would have been like, oh, congr- like, congratulations. Well, this like, is, and how this can is we so bring f- this more into fertility? Because, yes, yes. You, know, um, you know, actually baby making is not always a doctor and a scientist in a laboratory. That's right. Um, and then there is also the repercussions of going through any kind of medical. Um, I call it medical defiance of the body. It's like when our body doesn't ask permission mm. and does a thing. Right. And you then have to forgive your body and work with your body around the thing. And so, um, you know, 12 years ago or even go further back when I wrote when I wrote Shameless, which which is based on the blog, when I was a almost 40 year old woman. You know, looking for. Some way to explore my own eroticism without tearing down my marriage. And, you know, 
back to when Jesus was a baby, we didn't have non-consensual. We didn't have consensual non-monogamy. We didn't have polyamory. You know, if if you had used some of these terms around me, none of my friends would know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, we just had cheating. Yeah. You know, yeah, right. you, you were cheating or you were a swinger. I mean, that was as close as we got to any of that. And so, um, you know, when my book came out, which was based on my blogs, um, we had trouble getting media. Right. Because people didn't want to hear about a woman mm-hmm. paying. Women don't pay. Women get paid. Right. They didn't want to hear about putting on the television. We didn't want to stream a woman on a on a journey. It's taken 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 years to welcome good luck to you, Leo Grant. Mm-hmm. Right? That mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened, but it happens now. CNN. Hi, CNN. Remember me? <laughs> When my book was first published, it was published by Rodale. It was like, they expected it to be a number one bestseller. They invested a lot in, he will even like lift it up, but you don't know when here sees. Um, it's called Shameless, um, How I Ditched the Diet, Got Naked, Found True Pleasure, and somehow got home in time to cook dinner. Um, because I was a good girl and I would want to go out and then come home and make dinner for my family, right? Doesn't everybody, you know, get a good rub down, a nice little happy ending and then come home and make pot roast. Trust me, it's a way better pot roast. Sounds like a great fucking day. Yeah. It's a great fucking day. So I was good friends with, friends is a big word. I was collegiate with Elizabeth Cohen, who is the medical um, director of CNN. And she knew me through my work in fertility. Center Shameless. She's, oh my God, we have to do this. Mm. And they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars of filming a piece of, centered on me, but looking at what women were doing around pleasure and eroticism in the United States. It never aired. No. And it was a CNN Presents. Mm-hmm. And what happened, and now we're going back a decade, you ask what changed? 10 years ago, somebody at CNN said, no fucking way are we putting mm-hmm. that on the air. Mm-hmm. No. no way are we going to show a woman actually reaching for pleasure, finding it, and not destroying her marriage. I mean, I wasn't burnt on the stake. I mean, I did lose my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. but, but my family stayed intact. My husband didn't leave me. I didn't leave him. As far as they were concerned, it didn't have the appropriate ending. Mm. Um. There was no warning. It was a permission. I was going to imprint. Sexual freedom is actually too small a word. Mm. Sexual autonomy. Sexual and erotic knowingness to women. And that was still scary. And you know what? Mm. It's still scary. Yeah. But now we have you know, Goop did a piece and we have the sex room and we have all kinds of shows yeah. on streaming that you would not have seen when I first came. Yeah. And we're still not showing what I do. It's so, it, it makes me wonder, you know, like how time, how time plays a part in like the trajectory of our, 
our pursuits. Like you, when you, when you took this on, it was a different culture. You had to pioneer a lot of your own way through this landscape. And then there are so many, like, especially we see doing this podcast, there are so many people who are now educated in some way about, uh, sexual health, uh, sexual, um, like skills, uh, somatic healing. Like it seems almost like there's a, a richness of educated, um, leaders, people who are teachers and, and sharing this information. And, uh, it just, it just kind of makes me think about like podcasting in a way, because mm -hmm. like starting a podcast seven years ago, even, or eight years ago, mm -hmm. it was a different landscape than totally. watching people at like literally everybody has a podcast, you know? So the, I wonder if you carry any sort of like, how do you feel as sort of a senior in this field now amidst the, like the burgeoning, like mm. explosion of work that's coming out? Do Does it feel like, does it feel confronting in, in any way specifically? Like it must be hard to not be like trying to stop up the bad information or like, because it's just flying around now. It feels like on the airwaves, at least the airwaves that we're a part of. And there must be stuff that feels like you must, it must register at times. Like that is a real, uh, what, what's like, um, not immature, but un, un, incomplete, um, messaging or, or, or like not fake news, but like potentially dangerous misinformation mm. as well, flying around in the same, in the same community of like somatic. It, it's just such a delicate field in terms of the, uh, possibility for, um, like what's the word I'm looking for? Corruption of power, like power, power dynamics and like mm -hmm. teachers who might be unknowingly or unknowingly like harming their students and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like it's just such a complex yeah. land landscape. So, 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 so this is, this is what I feel about all that. Okay. So first of all, there's different lanes, right? There's different lanes. And I've been a client of various types of work. Mm -hmm. um you know tantra which um is a beautiful word and everything's sort of rooted in but has become sort of a code word for sex party mm -hmm. you know um as opposed to um a practice that is you know hundreds and hundreds of years old um you know the work that's out there for women is mostly what i call pussy church Okay. And so you get lots of women in a room or now online or whatever. And we all learn to say, pussy, right? <laughs> Who's got a pussy? I've got a pussy. You got a pussy too. Can I see your pussy? I'll show you my pussy. They're very pretty pussies too, right? And so it's like very, very. That's the clip um, for Instagram. That's, that's like very the piece right mm. where a lot of these programs are based and mm. it has a lot of validity because a lot of women um come looking for this kind of work and it's sometimes too much too fast too soon and then we cause trauma 
Yeah, right. And so when people go to, um, and I'm going to do a broad brush and don't write me mail about how this person should, and I'm just using a big fat brush and we all know there's exceptions to every rule. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's my disclaimer. Um, that some of these folks out there are so busy talking to women about ejaculation. They're so busy talking about yoni massage. They're so busy talking about the one spot on the vulva, on the pussy, on the clit that you're going to touch for 15 minutes. Mm. And that's the whole game, right? So there's like some goodness from everything and there's and there's like a stickiness. So the puss, the pussy church people, yay, thank you. Because I get those women. <laughs> When they're done with pussy church, they go looking for what what can they actually do for their bodies. They've they've mm. opened their throats and their mouths. They're they've dropped their panties and they've danced in a circle, maybe. Yeah. Right. And they've held the mirror up to their vulva. But like, okay, and it's not enough. And it's not enough to call myself a queen or a priestess. Mm. And you know, it's not enough to take um psychedelics. Mm. And and get in your body. All this is not enough. So as a person who's experienced all the various parts of all this, I'm very clear about my lane. And so what I've done over the past 12 years, I hope I'm on your question. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, what I've done over the past 12 years is learn from all of it. Mm. And so what have I learned? What I've learned is there there is no midnight cowboy at my at my retreats. Okay, doesn't exist. Practitioners are trained and sign legal documents with me. Mm. Okay, now the law is one thing, but Pamela's rules are Pamela's rules, and what mm. are they? Mm -hmm. They're based in sexological bodywork and ethics. So practitioners wear gloves; they keep their clothes on. It's one way touch. Okay, they don't text with women in between retreats. We don't keep secrets from women. There's no like you're so special. I'm gonna now I'm gonna put a hook on you so you come back because you're gonna have a crush on me and I'm gonna develop that crush so you come back and back and spend all your money. No, 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 none of that happens at back to the body. I've been a victim of all of it, and so it does not exist where our women come. We also work in a triadic model where there's a woman always there, not necessarily in the session, but she drops the woman off, she picks the woman up, and then the women go into a group of women who've just come out of session to co-regulate with each other and share what has gone on. Mm. So secrets are not allowed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's privacy and there's secrecy, right? Mm -hmm. So like women can have privacy, but we don't keep secrets. So when I look at the field of what's being offered to women out there, I see a couple of lanes. There's the pussy church people. There are tantric people who, for me, can be beautiful, can be beautiful, and can also be abusive. And it depends who's holding it because there isn't any, there isn't any um, supervisioning kind of model for them. I mean, there's one group that says, no, we don't like have sex with our clients, except if they approach us, mm -hmm. then it's okay. 
And so then what they're doing is they're setting up competition. And women, especially women, can't heal in competition. We take all that out. There is no competition. Everyone is going to have their sessions with their practitioner, their workshop, their attention. And so, yes, I see it all evolving around me. And a lot of it's great. And some of it's quite frankly, quite, um, quite in the shadows. And so you just try to keep your own house clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're working with sex, it's not always easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because people can send people then have sex regret. They do something and then they, they're not sure if they should have done it. Which is like why we do think why we are very clear about what we offer and don't offer, and why we don't change in the middle of a session. Mm-hmm. So let me say a woman says, "I don't want to do spanking." Great, you don't have to do spanking. You know, there's so many things to do. But then in the middle of the session, she's like, "You know what? I'm a naughty girl, and I need a spanking." Well, oh, it's really good to know you, naughty girl. And you're just gonna have to be naughty until the next session. And so we don't change rules with hot pants. Mm -hmm. Got it. Because then you get regret. Turn Me On Podcast will be back after this short break. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, and, and, and just for like, just for, I mean, for myself and I guess for, for listeners as well, can you give us context? Um, you know, we're talking about back to the body. We're talking about these retreats. Give us, give us an, a little bit of insight. Say, say, Brody's like, you know what? This sounds like right up my alley. I'm gonna, I, I want to, I want to experience this. I want to go and and give this a shot. I feel like I need this. What, what can people expect by attending a retreat like this? And and after we go through, like, you know, what this looks like, like tangible experiences that people have, and like what these, what this practice is, I would love to then dive into the the study about the the sexological body work because I, I think it, it there's something really really I think there's something really valuable in going into that because I'm really curious to, to hear about like the actual results the things that people are saying after they have these types of experiences because for me like you know as as a as a male um who who I, when I hear about these types of things I'm going holy shit this exists this is amazing. I had no fucking clue that this was a thing. Right. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's a lot of people that like, will hear this and go, Oh my God, that's fucking amazing. Or, or maybe they'll go, Oh my God, that's, but that's, um, that's Can evil. You imagine? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Whatever. Right. But, but I, but it does like, it, it blows my mind that this, and, and I love it that this is a thing. So please give, give me a little bit of um, a sort of run through on like, what can someone expect if they attended 
a back to the body retreat? Like, what does it what does it tangibly look like? Okay, it's funny. I kind of want to start it backwards with please, the yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, please, please. Can I, can, I, can I flip it for you? Yeah. Um, so um, this work is based on sexological body work, which is founded by Joseph Kramer. People may know the body electric. People may know the word sacred intimacy, semantic sex educator. This all came from the mind of a, of a um, ex-monk, just Dr. Joseph Kramer, who is still with us living in San Francisco. And so he founded sexological body work and he did it um, for gay men because of the concern at that point of HIV and AIDS and wanting to show gay men they could have sexual satisfaction, touch, pleasure without contracting, um, without exchanging fluids. And that's how this started. And then women got into the act, like me. We got into the act. We want some. Um, Mm -hmm. We we, we want some. Listen, (laughs) almost everything I've learned in my foundation has been from gay men. Okay, Um, because they were really running this field for the longest of times, Um, way ahead of us in what what us as in heteronormative or bisexual people. Um, The study was done um, by Dr. Betsy Crane from Widener University and crew. She came as an IRB observer to a retreat in South Africa and she read my book and she went, oh, my God, Pamela you know, we've got to study this. And remember, all these people knew me as this world-famous fertility advocate who had been all over the media and in papers. And so I came in with a um, with a respectability, a mainstream respectability that a lot of other sex educators didn't have, right? I used my real name. I wasn't goddess of the blue moon. You know, I, you know, I didn't have a nose piercing, um, I do have a piercing, but you can't see that. <laughs> and so you can't see my tattoo. So, you know, back then I really pretty looked very, very mainstream, which is kind of my charm, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I can look very mainstream. <laughs> so um, that's really appealing to people. So they did this study and it took six years and it's a 45 page study. And it was just published in the journal of sex and relationship. And they go to the website and you'll put this up. Um, they can read the abstract and we've had a scientific writer break it down for them. So what did we learn from the study and what do you get at a retreat? So to bring it around. So what people get from the retreat, and now that we have the data, don't you love the data? Okay. Um, There's five pillars that women got. And you know what? Men would get this too. And that's what's true, you know, um, but this was a study about women at the retreats. Mm-hmm. So they got, I love this word. They developed better genital self-esteem. Mm. Yay! They felt better about their pussy. I feel really proud about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they became vulva proud. They also started to feel <clears throat> better about their bodies. Whatever shape their body was in, they felt better about it. They were able to speak and discover what their desires were. Mm-hmm. Every time to speak to women, I say, what do you want? What are you hungry for? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. It's something. It's something. And I'm like, okay, let's let's find out what the something is. Mm. So during these programs, these women actually get a chance in a safe environment, uh, we call safe enough environment, to explore their desires and then express them and then learn what they want. 
They'll learn to ask for what they want in a way that their partner can hear them. Mm. There's a way of asking and there's a way of knowing, right? So, ow, that hurts and don't do it like that. And what's wrong with you and slow down. Um, that's not likely to get a woman what she wants or a guy, mm-hmm. right? And so we teach communication skills mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Slower, please. Faster, harder, just like that. That's right. Just like that. Stay with me. Stay with me. Just like that. We could teach people just to say slower, faster, (laughs) harder, softer, just like that. We would save so many relationships. Mm -hmm. So when you're in sex with a partner, how we speak to them, with them about our desires, it's really, really important because we're all very vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to make you happy. You want to make me happy. And if you're like slapping my hand away and bursting into tears, it's not that hot. Yeah, It's just not that hot. So women learn those skills. They also learn how to initiate sex. They learn about the magic of their arousal. They learn about their orgasm. And they heal sisterhood, which is a really interesting thing. Mm. Because women have been taught to compete against each other for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if you take competition out of the model, this is your practitioner, you get five sessions and no one's taking that away from you. And this is your workshop. This is your one-on-one time with Pamela. You know, all the things, the women lose competition. And when they lose competition, then they're freed up to actually support each other and cheer each other on, which which is a gorgeous thing. What they also can expect is um, to have some imprinting. And so what do I mean by that? So they show up at this retreat, right? So they fly, they fly to Puglia, they fly to Italy, and they stay at a hotel the night before, and then a bus comes and picks them up and takes them to the retreat center. We do an opening circle, and we do consent, and we do agreements. And then guess what happens next? Um, I'm going to say a beginner's heels dance class. That would be really sweet. (laughs) I know. Um, So what happens next is I get naked and get on a massage table. I was going to say something along those lines. Oh, okay. I was going to say nudity is involved for sure. (laughs) For sure. It's it's got to be. It's got to be. So the women um, have an opportunity to sit and circle around with all the practitioners and everybody there. And um, they get to ask questions about what will be happening in session, then they get to see me. And we do a full 90-minute session for them. And it's non-scripted. I never know what's going to happen because it's my body and I don't know. I work with different practitioners. And they get the imprint of freedom. They get that imprint of permission. They get that imprint of, of, oh my God, that's how you can move. She's on her knees. She's on all fours. She's running around the table. She's standing on the table. She's on her back being really, really quiet. She's making sounds. She's growling. She's pounding the table. She's sighing. She's crying. She's laughing. You know, all that can happen in 90 minutes. Yeah. And it's all welcome. And they get to see what's possible for them. And that happens. That goes on for a week. 
and they have expansions and contractions throughout the week. When they leave, they've had so many expansions and contractions that they leave with growth. Mm-hmm. They always leave with growth and then they get popped into our group and they get free support groups for the rest of their lives. Wow. We have a private community and I pay therapists and sexologists to run weekly support groups and pop up workshops for our community. Because you can't just dump a woman on her head. Mm. No. You know, when I, women say, well, I went and did a one-off session with the sexological body work. I'm like, great. What did you do after your session? Well, I picked up Chinese food and I went to the dry cleaner and I picked up my kids. Great. So when did you ever get to like process what you've just been through? And so we believe in immersion. We believe in leaving your home behind. And that's how you retrain your neural pathways. And like, don't, unless it's an emergency, you don't want to speak to your partner, your mother or your kids because mm. they will derail you from staying in this process. Did I answer your question? Probably way too much, right? No, I mean, I'm, that was amazing. I, I'm curious, like, you know, when, so, so I'm, you know, we're no, we're no, we're no um, stranger to retreats and, and especially like when it comes to retreats, dealing with work that can be very, um, that can be very sensitive and, and leaving people feeling very raw and, and open and sort of like, you know, just like really like life altering experiences in, in these sort of group settings. Um, and oftentimes, uh, those, those, I mean, at least in our experience with this type of work, um, it's, you know, they're like, they're not large groups of people. So I'm just kind of curious, like with this, with this work, which is, you know, which is far more revealing and far more sort of, um, uh, like, like deeply affecting than anything that I think we've ever taken part in. I'm curious about the the group size. Like how many, how many women are coming together to have this particular experience at one given retreat? Well, they, they are different sizes. Sure. Okay. Okay. And, and that also goes with cost, like how much they cost. Right. right? So, um, what I'm looking at my 24 schedule right now, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I see 10 retreats. Whoa. Okay. Oh, In my 24 schedule, half of which are sold out. Wow. Um, they range in size from six women to eight or nine women to 12 women and to a max of 16 women. And oh, the women wow. know ahead of time what they're signing up for, like right. you know, yeah. which yeah. group, where it is, if it has theme sure, or if it's a basic, if it's an advanced. So then I have Uber advanced because I have women who have done my mastery program like three or four times. And right. I'm like, okay, where do I take them to mm. the next level? So um, the staff to um, clients is what's key. Right. So if I have eight women at a retreat, you're going to have five practitioners. I'm a practitioner. So four male hands-on practitioners myself who does a bit of everything. I do most of the workshops and sometimes I'm hands-on depending on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, But mostly I'm not hands-on. And then a female safe port. So that's four, 
five, mm-hmm. six, photographer, seven, chef, mm-hmm. eight, adults, holding the space for eight women. It's right. better than daycare. Yeah. Holy shit. Sounds awesome. And, I mean, that yeah, keeps, yeah. And, that, and that keeps growing. And that's yeah. why treats are expensive. I mean, they are expensive. They cost me a fortune to run. Yeah. Because yeah. you're getting that. I don't think anyone has any business doing this work with people's bodies. If they cannot provide the supportive container that you need. Mm. Um, to really hold people. That means you need to have certified and trained sexologists. You need to have some psychotherapeutic people. Because mm-hmm. sex bots are not necessarily therapists. They're sex educators. Mm-hmm. Some of my p- people on my team are everything. They, 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 they have a social work or a family um, license or some kind of therapeutic license besides their... Um, their sexology degrees. Yeah. No, I have a master's in education, all of that. You need to be able to pay real money, real money. Yeah. To keep real professionals, Mm. you know, and so people say to me, well, I don't know, like why, why, why is, why is that retreat, you know, 8,500 or, or $10,000. Well, my practitioners are getting paid five to seven thousand dollars each to be there for the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And would you would you like a good meal? Yeah. <laughs> you know, would yeah. you like, you know, your vegan, you know, protein only, gluten free, you know, will only eat onions on yeah. Wednesdays when mm-hmm. <laughs> is howling at the moon. Oh, I'm getting um, like cold sweats thinking about because i used to facilitate retreats yeah. and i just like yeah, as soon as you start talking about food yeah yes. I, I mean but to, to your point about to your point about like the container and to your point about the, the people that you know are there actually and and actually they're like with with a with a tool belt that is filled to the brim to be able to support these these experiences for these people the other the other thing i'm kind of curious about is like especially when it comes to like the aftercare side of things but not so much from the not so much from your side of participating in the aftercare but is there you know do the do the do the do the participants of this retreat i'm imagining that going through that type of work with a group of people a small group of people that there's oftentimes a lot of like you know like pretty pretty deep connections made with the others that are attending the the uh, the retreat so like what kind of like what is there is there a community that sort of that exists well you know like like the the post body uh um uh, uh body uh, back to the body um sort of community of people that gather or like have some sort of you know whether the it's a Facebook yes. or whatever yeah the answer is yes and it happens in bunches of ways yeah so you know number one we provide a community so like if you don't feel like you're pegged into whatever. There's a community, it's called Shameless Sisters and mm. weekly support groups and a woman's talking circle and workshops for women who are attending a retreat. And they can have it after the retreat. We also provide um, a very low cost one-on-one coaching for like three sessions after a retreat. Mm. We also recommend that people have a sex positive therapist. And if they're working, if they don't have the name of one, we give one. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then what happens outside of my control 
<laughs> is we always set up a WhatsApp group. Yeah, right. For the women before they go. So they can start communicating. Hey, I've, a, I've arrived in Puglia. Who's here? Who wants to go for dinner? Mm -hmm, so they mm -hmm. can like make plans together. And yes, they actually get together outside of me. I don't get invited. They go for <laughs> coffees and dinners. They go to mm -hmm. each other's homes. They plan vacations together. Some of them plan their retreats together. Mm. And so you'll see like, you know, four or five women showing up together. And what's really cool is that they're very opening to bringing in the other women. So they don't click up, mm -hmm. but they do form relationships. And, you know, on social media, I get to see them. Mm -hmm. So I get to see women who are no longer in my life. Mm. Yeah, but, and I, yeah. You know, but but are in best friend relationships. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. Like that's such an important piece to it because again, like to your to your point earlier about like the 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 inherent competition that that you know that a lot of a lot of women face every single fucking day um by virtue of being a woman. Um but also it's like, you know, when we were talking earlier about um you had mentioned like vulva shame and 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 when you brought it up, it may you know I I feel like we've talked about this on the show in the past before, but like I I'm always so curious about like where where does that stem from like what like you know where do you where do you think vulva shame really like at the root of it like where do you think that that comes from and you know if someone's if if, if there's a group of people working through those types of things to be able to have to be able to have the people that you know that have like that have crossed that barrier and can look at their bodies and love their bodies the way that they love their bodies and they see these people that they did the work to. It's like having that network is so valuable and so important because it's the thing that kind of, it's the thing that sort of holds you accountable and, and keeps you, it allows you to remind yourself that you went through this work and that you got on the other side and that there's somebody else who did it with you. And they also are feeling the same way. So if you're ever down, you know, and you start to shame your pussy again, well, you've got that person that you went mm -hmm. through that experience with absolutely um, it's i mean it's, it's just it is so important but to that piece I, I i am curious about your thoughts about like you know especially someone who 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 very obviously is so you know your book is called shameless you know um you you know you've you've got you've you've at least put the work in to love your body where do you think that that shame that body shame that vulva shame stems from so it's a really big question and mm. you know what you do is you can do a whole hour on that. Of course. Um, so we'll, we'll do the Reader's Digest version, okay, people? We'll, <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we're going to like snap through this a bit, all right? Okay. So um, once upon a time, there was a little girl, and she was told that she should keep her legs closed and not touch her pussy and not see her pussy and um, because her pussy was a commodity, okay? And her pussy had to be intact and untouched for her to have a marriage and mm. for her to be safe in the world. Mm. And that was that was taught to us by religious institution and family culture. It still goes on today. Yeah. Okay. We have internal systems. So dudes, what you've got, it's all up front, right? You go, you go to the gym and everybody's junk is out there. We don't. We're very internal. And the only way really outside of how you're styling your pubic hair, all right? Um, the only way we actually can see each other's vulvas is if we lay down and open our legs and spread our lips to show mm. each other our anatomy. That actually means we have to touch ourselves. 
Mm-hmm. We have to um, be bold enough to not only see our own bodies, but to look at another woman's vulva. And what, and, and that's really scary for women because we're not taught that. And then we see images of vulvas that are photoshopped that are through some man's lens who decided that the inner labia mm. needed to look a certain way, right? And so we got these really pink vulvas with little inner labia, which I never got. Like, I've got a really full inner labia. And I'm like, well, guys can be proud about their big dicks. <laughs> like, fuck <laughs> them. I'm going to swing my lips around. You know? <laughs> I mean, come on. You want something to chew on down there, don't yeah, you? Yeah. You know? You want, you know, something yeah. to wrap your tongue around. <laughs> I've got rings in my inner labia. They're fun to pull on. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's very male lens. It's also mm. women, mothers embodying the patriarchy. Yeah, You can't just blame the patriarchy on men when women absorb it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And consider it women protecting women. And it's not. And then the other concern women have about their vulvas is smell. Mm-hmm. They they think that their vulvas smell, look funny, not the right shape, and that their vulva takes too long to have pleasure. Again, that's all through the male lens because men often feel that when a woman is wet, that means she is turned on and ready for action. And so most women have a di- many women, some women have a difficult relationship with their vulvas because they are penetrated too early. Mm-hmm. And so then they have vulva pain, they have vaginal pain in intercourse because they weren't ready. They, they all that all that happened was their vulva went, hi. Hi, yeah. Um, I, I I can tell you're here. and i'm going to drop a little moisture to let you know that i'm interested and now i need like half an hour Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um to catch up to your great big heart on yeah and teaching men to slow it down i mean this isn't news but it's the songs i want a man with a slow hand right i mean We've been asking for a man with a slow hand Mm. for many, many years. And so, you know, men want to do, and women, because it goes both ways. Trust me, everything I'm saying about touch and pleasure is for male bodies too, Mm -hmm. okay? Women, they see that cock and they think their job is to get in there. And actually, you know, men and women have a neck and hair, shoulders and a chest and inner thighs and a belly that is really sexy. And, you know, and, you know, the genitals should be drive-bys in the beginning. We call them drive-bys. Like, hello, we're including you in the conversation until our bodies are actually so hungry Mm. for more that we give more and then we teach people how to titrate more. How do we titrate more? If you go to like a number five, well, there's no six. Mm. 
So if you take a woman's body to a five, like zero to five, she's got nowhere to go, which is why she doesn't have orgasms. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing for dudes. You want to have a better ejaculation. You want to have a better orgasm. You want that touch to be titrated. So about the vulva, back to the vulva. I got distracted by a cock, heterosexual woman. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so about the vulva, you know, she is, um, I don't know if you know what a Chinese puzzle box is. Um, it's, a, it's a Look it up. It's a very magical puzzle, like the original Rubik's Cube. Okay. Every woman's pussy is like a Chinese puzzle. She's the secret ingredient. You know, yeah, you've been with a woman before. Yeah, you got it. You've not been with her. Yeah. So you've got to learn her. And one of the best things you can do as a lover, if you're a woman loving a woman or a man or a non-binary person loving a woman's body, is to kiss her vulva and tell her that her vulva is beautiful mm. and that her vulva tastes good and that you love her smell. And that you could stay down there until the end of time because there's no greater pleasure in your life in this moment than loving her vulva. And if we can help women feel better about their vulva, they will relax in their bodies. All hypervigilance go mm. because she knows that the person she's with thinks that her vulva is perfect. And then she can relax into sharing herself with her partner and with herself. Mm. I love that. I love that too. I, I have one question. I know we're coming up on time, but I, I'm really curious, like Jeremy alluded to the retreats that we used to participate in quite frequently. You, they're all yoga retreats and, um, often after like a big month long intensive, people would go home after having these transformative experiences. Mm. And, and I don't want to say like often, but I would say frequently. Surprisingly more than you would think. People would end their relationships. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering what, I know that's not the outcome of people who are participate in your retreats. And I'm wondering how, how do partners respond when their mm. women come home from these retreats? So, so what's true is that sometimes the outcome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes the outcome. It's also sometimes I'm moving across the country to get another job. Yeah. Um, or I'm going to get, or I'm going to marry that man. Yeah. Or that woman. Mm -hmm. um, so what you're talking about is change. Yeah. Tran transformation. And yeah, that happens. And I've had husbands say to me, whoa, like I sent you a Volvo and you <laughs> sent me home a Ferrari. Like, do I get an owner's manual? <laughs> like, you know, I've had a more than once. Um, what, what's true is we do a couple's retreat once a year. Okay. And it's usually um, a woman who's been through our program and then wanted to bring her husband and we do private couple's retreats too. There's also places for men to do their work. So there's the Apollo Project. And um, for gay and bisexual men, there's the Body Vox. These are two of my colleagues who mm. are running really great programs for men. Um, the Apollo Project, the Body Vox. And they, they also work, as I said, with me. 
um, and they work with a similar model as back to the body. Mm. Um, and so men need to do their work. Women need to do their work. And when you're both doing your work separately, then you can come together and do it together. But really, please don't make your partner your therapist. Mm -hmm. You want to come to your partner. This woman to say to me, I, you know, I got this new boyfriend and I'm hopeful I won't need a retreat because he'll be my sexual healer. And I went, wow. That's a lot to put on this dude who you've just gone to dinner with. And, you know, number two, that's not very sexy. I mean, when I go to a lover, I want to come as, as the courtesan. Mm. I want to come like with my tray full of plump, juicy fruit that I want to put in their mouth and have the juice drip from their cheeks and like, have them go oh my god i came so hard i threw out my shoulder real story <laughs> by the way real story okay i give a great blow job mm -hmm. so you know um what what what's true is 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 that um people often don't do these things because they're frightened of change and you could be frightened of change or you could stay in your sad little hole. Mm. And, you know, I don't want to get too cliche here because you can read a million quotes about that. And um, But it's just true. And what's true for me is as a midlife woman, um, I have a young lover. I have an old husband. <laughs> <laughs> I am so comfortable in my body I can walk in the room and I can command it if I choose it and if that intimidates people or your partner um, they get to own that piece mm -hmm. they get to look at you and say wow it's really triggering that my partner is so sexually autonomous right now and then what I would say to them is you want that. Yeah. You want what you just got. So let's help you get it too. Mm. Well, Pamela, I, I gotta say, um, I, I love that you do the work that you do and, uh, and, and it's, it's just, it's so nice to hear, uh, the way that you speak of the work that you do. Um, I feel like it's, you know, it, it's, I mean, I, I mean, like, I don't feel like I'm the one to be saying this, but I feel like it is extremely, it's, it, it seems extremely empowering. And I think that, that, it, that, that feeling of empowerment is probably going to um, reach at least a few of the listeners that we have. So I want to thank you for taking time of your schedule to share with us what you are so passionate about and what you've been doing for so long and seemingly doing very well. Um, we and thank what's you. available yeah, to Yeah, us. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and with that note, please let our listeners know how they can find you. How can they keep up to date with the work that you sure. are doing if they're curious about any of this? Sure. Well, you know, the easiest thing is you go to backtothebody.org and everything is there. You take the pleasure quiz. It's a and, fun website. And thank you. And, um, you know, take the pleasure quiz, find out where you where you are, and then get nurturing emails to support you on your journey. Um, they can follow me at on Instagram at the. 
Pamela Madsen, because there's some other Pamela Madsen, believe it, believe it or not. <laughs> and um, and I'm also, I know people don't do Facebook as much anymore, but I have a huge following on Facebook. Also, Pamela L. Madsen, it's verified. You can find me. I'm not hiding. There's lots more sites that feature me, the back to the body sites, whatever. Um, we have lots of ongoing things. So um, I don't know when this is going to air, but we can have a three-day portal in um, Southern California where people can come for not a lot of money and December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd and um, have a weekend and have a taste. We're not going to put you on the table, but you're going <laughs> to get to do workshops. You'll get to see me on the table mm -hmm. and it's called a portal. So if you go to the website, there's early bird pricing. It's inexpensive and you can come to this and you can get a taste of this work. And then there are treats running all year. So it's just a matter of getting a free consult, seeing where you belong, um, figuring out the money, figuring out, you know, payment plans, getting sure that you have your passport <laughs> um, or come to Colorado because we got retreats there, too. So I'm very active on social media. So you want writing, you want inspiration. Um, I consider myself the accessible. The accessible sex educator. Mm. Because my women all have my phone numbers, even though I have a huge team. And you can get me. You need me? You can get me. Mm. And um, thank you for having me. And to all the gentlemen that are out there listening, there's stuff just like this for you, too. And she's got to do her work. And you've got to do yours. And then maybe one day I'll meet you at a couple of retreats. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Pamela. so much. You're awesome. My pleasure. This was fun. All right, there we have it, folks. Hope you enjoyed that conversation that we just had. And, uh, Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you want to support the podcast further, you can do that by leaving a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, or you can simply rate the podcast on the Spotify mobile app. And uh, if you want to uh, support the podcast even further than that, which you can. Wow. You can You're go to so kind and thoughtful and so generous. Thoughtful, so generous. Go to patreon.com slash turn me on. Uh, to become a patron and help us uh, keep this podcast afloat. Well, if you want to reach out to us, turnmeonpodcast at gmail.com is always open for all of your messages. That's the best way to get in touch if you have a question for us, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, if you have a recommendation for a guest on the show, or if you just want to send us a little love note, uh, email money transfer, uh, all of that. Sex toy. <laughs> you know, we're, we're our email inbox is open to you. That is it for this week. Until next week. Why don't you go touch yourself? <laughs> <laughs>